Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of Where is God in This? In this episode, I'm going to be introducing one of my awesome friends, Monica, who I love. Before this episode even began to be recorded, we were actually just like on the phone for 30 minutes talking about discernment. Um, I just like where we were in life and it was a pretty cool conversation so we decided for funsies to hop on and maybe record it and see what would happen and it actually happened to be pretty cool and we talked about again discernment but then just our personal relationship with the lord and how we're striving for that and trying and failing and failing again and then trying again so it was really fun to record, and I hope that it's going to be really fun to listen to. So with that, here's the podcast. Hi, Monica. Hello, Abby Ann. Okay, so welcome to Where's... Um, I have to like remember what was the name of the podcast. But in theory, this would be the second episode officially of the podcast. So I guess to catch up the listeners, or probably just me re-listening to this episode, um, <laughs> um, what were we talking about, Monica? Recap. Go. So my name is Monica. I'm from San Diego, California. I did Summer Projects 2019 with Miss Abby Ann. So we were just talking about vocations and how God calls us and like the path to vocations and all things like life and vocations. Right. So currently I was rejected (laughs) from Gis, which is honestly okay because in those little rejections, God like shows us the way. So I was, like, telling Monica, Mm. like, it's really not about, like, the ministry so much as the mission. And, yeah, so long as I always have my relationship with the Lord, like, I will just follow follow where he wants to take me. And he didn't want to take me to focus, which is really okay, because it's been such a blessing with what I did have. Um, But now I'm, like, discerning more so the religious life, uh, specifically with the Dominican sisters. And we were just talking about how it's, like, a scary reality that, like, we're never going to be satisfied with any state of life. And so right now, I'm in a pretty good state of life, I suppose, because I'm just nearing the end of my college years and having freedom to discern different things and... There's just, like, a lot of potential and opportunity coming out of college. So it's, like, a good place to be. And spiritually, it's a good place to be because I can just be very open to the will of the Lord. But it's, like, I feel slightly dissatisfied still because I don't know the will of the Lord yet. But then we were discussing how even if I did know what the will of the Lord is, I'm sure I would still be dissatisfied because then I'd be flustered and stressed. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you're just never going to be satisfied because you're not meant to be satisfied in this world. So like, yeah, how do you, Monica, how do you cope with like, just like going through the motions of life, you know, knowing that you're made 
for heaven, which is not technically here right now, except for the mass. You know? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine who's a seminarian about a year ago, and he said some of the most beautiful people in life and the ones who are who stand out the most are the ones who you can tell, like, really want heaven. Like, there's just a different quality about them. Um, so sometimes the way, like... <laughs> The way I dealt with it about a year ago, like, honestly, like, I didn't, for a while, I was very earthly. Like, I didn't think about heaven. I didn't think about, like, how I can be a saint every day. And it was just very surface level, like, boys or, like, you know, boys and more boys, (laughs) just being honest. (laughs) And, like... I never realized, like, how surface level that is until after high school when I joined a ministry and I started being around people who, like, really wanted heaven. And I was like, whoa, like, what is this? (laughs) Like, I just, I would compare myself a little bit and be like, wow, they're so holy. But, like, it's not about them being holy. It's about having, like, a heart that wants heaven every day. And it's really hard. Sometimes... It's hard living in this space every day where your heart aches for heaven, but you can't get there yet. (laughs) And so sometimes there can be this dissatisfaction. Like, why are people, like, going on about, like, clothes? Or why are malls a thing? Like, why are people obsessed with celebrities? Like, it literally does not matter. But we have to be patient because some people, they don't have a relationship with God. They've never been introduced to Jesus. And even Catholics, like, sometimes I forget. And I get caught up in silly things. And then I talk to some of my melancholic friends and I'm like, oh, yeah, heaven. There we go. (laughs) Got to get back on track. But I think something I've been striving to do lately and I'm still figuring out like how I do this, but just striving to be a saint every day. And like, what does pursuing Jesus look like? Because Jesus pursues me all the time. But like, how do I pursue him? How do I love him? Because he's loving me all the time, and it's my turn to pursue him. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there was something that you said, and it was, like, so good. (laughs) I forgot how you said it. But, yeah, that was just, like, I think good. (laughs) I don't know why I don't remember. Oh. Your point about, like, um, just, like, living right now in this space where, like, like, have a heart that longs so much for him yet, I, like, felt that. (laughs) Melancholic right there. Yeah, I that because <laughs> like I think that's like part of the dissatisfaction and frustration is just that like everyone is in very different like paths and parts of their journey 
Um, so, like, yeah, it's not, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess when you, like, get to a point in your Catholic faith where you're, like, woke enough to realize earthly things are just really for the earth, not, like, for eternity, you know? That's when, like, kind of, like, disinterest and, um, I don't know, dissatisfaction kind of comes in, at least for me. And so something that, because I've, like, noticed that about myself, um, yeah, but I guess my fear now is just, like, that I become apathetic or, like, disdainful for, like, people, because that's not that's not what I want to do you know what I mean like especially because I think a lot about how Lord so loved like each and every one of us and like walked amongst us and like knew each and every one of us by name and I think about that and how I'm like I think I'm like starting to fight apathy honestly I'm like starting to fight like just like apathy towards my brothers and sisters like I care about them but like I'd probably sidestep if they like were to fall (laughs) so that they don't fall on me you know (laughs) and like it's just yeah I don't I think that's like a limitation of my human capacity to love that like I think I just need to how to love more I brought it to Kara one time like being a saint and being a missionary meant that I had to like love each and every person like Jesus loves them and she was like yeah but you're also not a god with an infinite amount of love (laughs) and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) shoot (laughs) not think that I am oh this actually brings um a podcast I was listening to into my mind it was um by Edward Tree I don't know if you know him Oh, yes. Yes. I know. I'm yeah. loving responsibility, dude, right? Yes. I believe so, yes. I haven't read his book on that, but... Me either. I believe so. But... Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm aware of him. Yeah. So, I was listening <laughs> to a podcast he did today about um, St. Therese of Lisieux and Surrender? Or, like, The Little Way. Um, and he was just, like... It was so interesting. It was such a radical and interesting take on St. Therese. But he was saying that when he was younger, he actually didn't really like her that much because um, she was, like, always depicted with roses and very, like, feminine and, like, small because that was, like, her thing. But when he was, like, younger, that, like, didn't really appeal to, like, his manliness, which makes sense, you know. Um, But then as he grew up, he realized that her smallness is, like, the strength because it, like, I think she said this, too. Like, when she's small, like, Christ is big, you know, in her life. And that's a great thing. And that's, like, real strength. And he was talking about, like, um, the reason smallness is so good is because, like, we don't rely on ourselves. Like, when people don't like being small, it's because they're being self-reliant. And that's actually, like, slightly a sin because then their pride's in that, you know? And he was saying how, like, um, 
in a very subtle way, um, we like accidentally do this when we have the best intentions. So for example, the example, we beat ourselves up too much about like not praying correctly or not loving enough or, you know, not enough or whatever, whatever. Like when we beat ourselves about our like spiritual life being like prideful and like self-reliant whereas if we were to just like admit that we're small and just like forgive our smallness and our limitations and like our inability to pray correctly or whatever and just to like instead accept like Jesus into that smallness that is much more holy than if we were to pray perfectly because the idea of praying perfectly is just like so but to me that was just like so radical because I was like frick like yeah if I do beat myself up about like not praying enough I am being self-reliant because who am I to have an expectation of how I should be praying and like for what like why would I care about praying perfectly like well obviously the reason why people care about praying perfectly is because they want to give something back to the Lord but it's just like you know the quality of your prayer is not equal to how much the Lord will love you in return so I don't know what do you think about that I definitely just like went all over the place (laughs) Amen to <laughs> everything you said. It's all good thoughts. Wow, I have so much. But, like, the thing that really stood out to me was what you are saying, like, about love and, like, loving people and, like, how it's a bit of a challenge for you, right? Am I? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the ministry I was with before Heart as Nails was very, like, one of their main things is becoming sensitive to suffering. Like, having a heart that's soft. And, like, there's a Bible verse from Ezekiel. I can't remember which one, but it says, basically, that the Lord will give you a new heart, one made of flesh and not of stone. So I've, like, through that, through the ministry and then even beyond like I've come to an understanding that everyone is going through something like everyone has a struggle some are smaller than others and I used to think everyone had this big thing that they had been through and that's not necessarily true (laughs) some people have had a blessed life not that people who have a big thing and suffer don't have a blessed life but some people just haven't had any struggles but Basically, what helps me love people is knowing I I just believe they're amazing. Every single person has a worth that has come from God, and every single person is amazing. And I don't do it perfectly, and sometimes I mess up, but I believe that every single life is amazing, and each life is so worthwhile. And if their life, if, if they weren't here on Earth, it would cause a ripple that is much bigger than anyone could imagine. And, like, I've had to grow in patience, too. Like, I remember a couple years ago, um, 
and I'm sharing this with permission. A good friend of mine's younger brother um, attempted to end his life. And the day after, I was talking to a good friend, and she was sad about how her uh, youth group was ending or her young adult was group was ending. And internally, like, the first reaction I had was, like, who cares? Like, people are dying. Like, I, in that moment, in my humanness, I couldn't have cared less <laughs> about her group because there were bigger things happening. But I had to step back and realize, okay, <laughs> this is the biggest thing going on right now in her world. Mm-hmm. And I have to be patient. And, like, St. Therese was really good at, like, loving people despite the petty things they tried to throw her way. Like, if you read Story of a Soul, um, there were misunderstandings with her sisters. There was one sister she had to help take care of who she really didn't like. They didn't find that out until they read her journals later (laughs) in life. Like, she literally disliked this woman so much internally, but instead of, like, edging away, she tried to love this woman to the extreme, to the point that that woman went to the superiors and was like, something's wrong with St. Therese. Like, (laughs) isn't that incredible? Like, that someone has so much love for Jesus that they would, like, sacrifice little things. And, like, St. Therese said as well in Story of a Soul that she wanted to throw roses with her life to Jesus um, throw roses in front of the tabernacle, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, the little sacrifices that we do, they're like little kisses for him. And, like, loving people, that's, that's loving him. Yeah. And definitely... I think because, like, I definitely have, like, um, just from, like, my experiences in life, like, uh, I don't know. I, like, definitely protect myself by, like, acting like I, by, like, putting on a very, like, apathetic facade. Like, in all honesty, like, I actually really do deeply care for people, but I, like, choose apathy or like near apathy as like a form of protection yeah like stab me in the back (laughs) i'm just like okay well whatever i didn't care because it's easier because it hurts less yeah and i've definitely had that you know feeling i've wanted to not love so much i've really struggled with my heart the past few years and like wondering why God made it the way he did feeling so deeply but like Saint Catherine of Siena said once I think that if you were to get rid of your hair your face or your smile like God would weep Mm. because of how much he loves like each part of you and like there's also this Bible verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Like, to hide away is easy. And I'm not saying I am not judging you or bashing you because I understand why you have done it, knowing your story. But 
it takes great courage to open our hearts up and to love. And you have a really big heart. I know you do. And I think it's going to bless a lot of people as you heal and learn and grow. And you definitely bless like our friend group. Thanks, Vaughn. <laughs> That's so sweet of you. Yeah. Loving does take like a lot of courage. Like for sure. Because to love is like totally a risk. Like <laughs> Jesus literally got crucified because he loved so much, you know? Oh my gosh. I was in the chapel today and I was just like looking at the um Blessed Sacrament and and I think it's called a Shroud of Turin. Is that the one where it it's like the thing that they laid over Jesus's body. Yes. Yes. So in the Dominican monastery, they have a copy, like a, a almost an exact replica of the Shroud of Turin, like the actual one. Like they even like laid it on top of the actual one. And then, I don't know, miracle happened, but like blood bled through and is now stained on the copy that is in the Dominican monastery that I visit so I was like sitting there I was looking at a busted sacrament and then I was like literally next to the shroud so I was looking at the shroud and I was looking at the blood spot and I was looking back at the busted sacrament and I was looking back at the blood spot and I just like (laughs) for some reason out of nowhere I was just like looking at where I was thinking about where I was looking at both of these things at the same time and just thinking to myself like I just can't fathom loving humanity so much to the point of death. (laughs) Like, that is just such a limitation on my little puny, like, human mind and heart, you know? And I I just was like, okay, let me, let me, like, logically think through this. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, let me imagine myself pregnant. So I imagine myself pregnant. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think I would love that baby. It was, like, in me for nine months, cooking, so, okay. And then I was like, okay, well, let me imagine myself now with that baby in my hand. Mind you, I've never even held a baby. So I was like, okay, well, let me imagine what that would be like. You've never I, held a baby? I've never held a baby. So I was just like, okay, well, let me, like, falsify feelings that I've never had for a baby that I've, again, never had. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think that that would probably be, like, some sort of love. And then I was like, okay, well, uh, let me think about... It melts your heart. So they say, <laughs> my heart is ice cold. <laughs> oh, shush, don't say that. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let me think about, like, the romantic relationships I've had. And I'm like, okay, well, that was, like, some sort of love. But then, like, all of these things together, as I was, like, trying to imagine and equate that to the love, like, the intensity of Jesus's love to literally get crucified, which is so freaking metal. (laughs) It's just none of those things could compare. Like... The, the idea of, like, bearing a child and holding a child and, like, loving my spouse just does not compare to how much pain and how much love, like, Jesus had to have. And I still can't wrap my mind around it. And I, yeah, I don't know. It was such an interesting thing to reflect on or, like, begin to reflect on because I still can't. And, um, yeah. So I feel like... 
yeah, the more in love with the Lord I am, the more it does bother me that, like, I am slightly apathetic towards my brothers and sisters, knowing that, like, looking into their eyes and knowing that the Lord died for them, you know? Like, do you understand, like, the more the Lord, like, it's true when they say, like, the more Jesus grows in you, the more you want to, like, be Jesus. And it's just, like, a constant battle, but also, like, such a grace to, like, have to do this battle, to, like, go into my workplace and then just, like, breathe (laughs) and think to myself, okay, Jesus, how can I, like, let you just penetrate the moment today that really aggravate my soul (laughs) and it's been it's been awesome because like he's definitely been there like the lord's definitely been there the holy spirit has definitely been there there have been like so many graces and just like yeah i definitely feel like i'm able to love my coworkers more than like maybe i had last year when i would just get frustrated and just like have a mental breakdown um but it's still not perfect and yeah, this is just, like, the constant tug at your heart to, like, I don't know, I guess melt that, like, heart of stone, ultimately. So, it's just an interesting time to be alive and to, like, <laughs> no, it is so interesting because I think a lot about death. It is. <laughs> and, like, eventually we will be safe. Melancholic. Oh, yeah, for sure, melancholic. But in my mind, I'm just, like, eventually I will be safe because guess what? I don't want to be anything else (laughs) like that's what I want to do like when the Lord asks me like what's up I'm gonna be like I want to go to heaven (laughs) and please like Lord help me get there you know um so it's just like such an interesting time to think about my present state and then thinking about like what I hope to be my future state like state and thinking like wow this is like the time right now (laughs) that we're really just like I don't know, like, working to get there. And that one time when Steve was like, uh, this is, like, prime time for, like, our state stories. I was just like, what the heck? And I kind of wish he didn't say that, because now I kind of think about that. Or whenever I'm, like, faced with, like, a moment, and I'm like, okay, this is sanctification. Prime time, boys. <laughs> Steve! <laughs> Oh, man. But I think, like, ultimately, um, love leads us to forgiveness. Oh, yeah. And, like, the the thing that really gets me is, like, the thing I really struggle with, honestly, is forgiveness. Especially with, like, you know, I can forgive, like, easy irritations, whatever. But, like, if you deeply hurt me or you deeply hurt one of my friends, like, I think I've talked about this. Like, it will take me years to forgive you. And, like, it's so hard because, like, I know, I know Christ died for this person. Like, he got on the cross and he put his arms out and he thought of this person and he bled and died for this person that hurt me or hurt my friends. But it's still like, well, dang it. Right. (laughs) But no. No. They hurt my friend and they're 
just the worst for manipulating them or they're the worst for like doing this or like knowingly doing something to like yeah. hurt other people I'm like oh that's a big old hell no excuse my language but, <laughs> but at the same time like I have to learn to love too I have to learn to forgive like Christ and I'm not human but I'm hoping like as I get older Christ will mold my heart more like his so that I can forgive more like him and so I don't hold on to stuff. I also have a really good memory, too. So Christ needs to, like, bless my memory so that I forget more. He's, he, but, no, I, don't, I don't know about that. He's about to give you some Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remind me I said that when I have deaf, dumb, blind. Oh, my God. With Alzheimer's in a nursing home. Right. Like at the end of the day, be like, oh, I can't remember anything. Play the podcast. Like you literally asked for it. <laughs> no, I, I hope. And the Lord, fun. like, really, He has such a heart for me, but He loves giving me the things that I ask for. Oh my god! Especially the things that will like help me grow the most. Right, man. On your point, though, like totally empathetic to your cause (laughs) i think everyone can agree that forgiveness is just like so freaking hard i think actually because like isn't like um pride considered like the worst sin because that's the one that made um the devil fall it's like Mm. i I forget what saint said it and honestly might have been mother Teresa. i don't really know it was a girl saint, and she said that humility is, like, the number one virtue. And um, I think I was thinking about this, and this kind of helped me evil here. I'm not perfect by any means, but I don't know. The graces that the Lord has given me in this particular area is just, like, enough for me to recognize that it is not by my will alone that I can forgive more. Um, but it's because the Lord helps me to forgive. But um, just, like, whenever I'm faced with, like, a difficult thing from someone and they just, like, do something, like, oh, this is so freaking annoying. <laughs> and I just, like, want to hate you right now because, like, it would be easier to feel impassioned in this moment and then to talk mad smack. Like, it is easier and more fun to do that instead of, like, swallowing your pride and just, like, being like yeah okay <laughs> that's okay but that's what it is like for me I realized um what works for me is I literally just have to swallow my pride and realize that like every sin is forgivable every sin has to be forgivable because the Lord you would never want to forgive a criminal or like someone who murdered someone but then it's just like freak good thing it's not up to me like because the lord says that every sin is forgivable and so when someone like does something really dumb like i don't know cheats on my quiz or whatever even though i absolutely will hate them for like (laughs) i don't know using this is like such a dumb example but for like using my (laughs) my quiz answers to get a good grade whatever i still have to forgive that because it's like 
I kind of think of it like, I don't know, like, pride is such a thing, and I don't know, I just can't, I personally just swallow it, and just, like, recognize that a lot of people do bad things um, from their own brokenness. So that's, like, where my mind reverts. So first, to me. And I think to myself, they reacted this way, they said this, because of their own brokenness. And I, like, focus in on that brokenness over my sense of pride and, like, hurt. And it's just, like, that dying to, like, myself in that moment. Because it's really not about me. A lot of the times when people, like, try to hurt us, it's really not about us. It's really about something that happened to them. And just, like, putting that defense between you and the hurt is kind of helpful, I find, because it's, like, yeah, wait. Like, that person totally insulted me. But they're not insulting me because they don't know me. And part of that is because, like, also staying strong in your resolve to remember constantly that you are a child of God. And you're a daughter of God. And that is your true identity. And no one can take you that from, no one can take that away from you. Hmm. Yeah. You are seen, you are known, you are loved. Yeah. On my door, but never mind. I guess not. Little, little instances of like, annoyance is just like to <laughs> swallow my pride realize that everyone in their own bo- brokenness realize and affirm my place as a daughter of God and then to forgive because Jesus says that everything is forgivable and then I just get over it and then I think to myself okay well if I don't curse them out right now, then that's one less thing I have to bring to confession. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay! We all win! <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Wow. It does. But, wow. This is, this was good. This was such a good conversation. And last... Well, I don't want to shut it off. If you have any more thoughts, like, you can say them. But I was just going to say, like, it's crazy how God, like, put us at summer projects at the same time. Oh, for sure, bro. <laughs> um, I still remember and the fact my first interactions with you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. At the table in Spruce. Oh, gosh. What a time. Oh, man. <laughs> Like a, my 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 first interaction memory was a little bit further back than that. It was like I wanted to like know it. Yes. <laughs> this is one of those moments where I just have to like <laughs> swallow my pride and forgive that it happened. But I was supposed to go in a car with you, and then I went to sit in the back. If you remember. This. <laughs> But I went to sit in the back seat with you, and it was a full back seat. There were already three of you, and we easily could have fit people. So I was like about 
sit down. And then you're like, no room. <laughs> Close the door. Oh. And I was like, girl. <laughs> and so the project, what the heck? Let's <laughs> be Christian. <laughs> no, but that was just one of those moments where I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to swallow this one. <laughs> And then Jolie let me sit on her lap for like the 10 minute car ride. So it was lit. But I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be friends with this girl. And of course, the Lord was like, I'm going to be friends with that girl. Be awesome. (laughs) And you're going to love it. And I do. And I really do love you, Monica. But that was my first memory of you. It was so funny. (laughs) I'm dying because that's such like an attitudinal thing that I would do. Oh, that's totally me. <laughs> yeah. I remember, it's just, I have this thing with, like, being too crowded. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I, there was another time during summer projects where they tried to squeeze, like, ten people in a car, and I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm done. And I walked <laughs> away, and I started walking down um, from, oh, what was that cabin? Ocotillo by myself and then I thought I heard a wild animal and I ran back up to the cabin (laughs) (laughs) the lord was like -uh, not today (laughs) I literally heard (laughs) I literally heard an animal like snort it was so scary that is scary no it's actually terrifying because like there actually probably was an animal (laughs) there was a time um me, uh, who was it? Me, Lily, and Jordan were walking back from Ocotillo, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, so it was really late. And and then we finally got back to the H's, and we looked on the group meet, and someone literally was like bear sighting near the cabins. Don't go outside. <laughs> and we were like, what? We literally just cabins and walking outside, but. The Lord is good because we're still alive today. So <laughs> I cannot believe that's your first memory of me. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think that was my first memory of you. Yeah. I don't know. Life is just my strange, first... you know. You don't always Yeah, that's kind of like let's talk about this, because like you really don't know what's gonna happen next. Or like and this friend is like um, a testament to that because, like, looking backwards from where we are right now, doing this podcast, I don't know. I don't know if in the beginning of our friendship we even realized it was the beginning of our friendship, you know? And that's the thing. That's like God's plan. You really don't know. Yeah. And it's crazy, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't know who I was, you know, done. No one knew who they were going to be good friends with. Okay. But I remember sitting at the airport and looking around like it was me, Maria, Alicia, Nick Selzer, who else? Ellen maybe? Anna, Steve, like all of us were like in the same area and I remember looking around and being like, I wonder who I'm going to get close to. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, and just, like, kind of wondering, like, who my friends were going to be. But, yeah, I remember, like, our first heart-to-heart, and I was like, huh, (laughs) I like this girl. 
That's nice. But yeah, like I never could have foreseen the people I would become <laughs> good friends with. <laughs> like the Grand Canyon peeps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're such a strange collection. Oh, but like though. I absolutely love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's a- and I think the thing I love about us is that we totally like tooting my own horn about my friend group, but (laughs) the fact that we're all there for each other and that we can goof off. But I know that if I ever need prayers, like if I put it out, I know like if I message you or Anna or I message like our friend group, like every single one of you guys will do your best to help me and like not tell me things that would be nice or gentle for me to hear (laughs) like you guys are going to give me the truth because you love me enough to see me in heaven to want to see me in heaven so oh for sure z's you got it bro yeah (laughs) honestly yeah this has been such a like yeah the friend group has been a blessing i was actually thinking about this i think today maybe it was yesterday in one of my more recent um, prayers, and I realized like we all have um, at least of the temperaments, so that's a pretty good mix of temperaments. <laughs> and we have a good mix of boys and girls, and it's just like nice. I don't know. It's just been really a blessing because like I don't know this whole discernment thing would not be nearly. I mean, it's already difficult, but it would be way more difficult if I didn't have, like, you guys to talk it through. So, yeah. Thank you, Monica, for just being an amazing friend, honestly. Thank you, Abby Ann, for always keeping things real. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Yeah. I think never being fake. I really appreciate that. You're not fake. You're real. Like, you're just like, okay, here I am. And I'm me. And whack. (laughs) (laughs) Whack. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's taken definitely a long time to get to that point. And that could be like a whole other podcast about authenticity. But it's like 1140pm in New Jersey right now. (laughs) And I really should go to sleep. So I'm going to end this podcast. So, Miss Monica, thank you so much for being on this episode of Where is God in This? I think that it was definitely a very productive podcast. I don't know. I'm going to definitely re-listen to this. <laughs> so, yeah. Just have a great rest of your night. I love you so much. I love you, too. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this second episode, and if you got to this end of the podcast, you're a champ for that. I realized that the audio just was very much imperfect, and at times just like was cutting out. I hope that didn't bother you too much. If it did, please don't leave me nasty comments, not that you could, I don't think. <laughs> Um, But if you have any requests for topics or 
If you want to get on this podcast, you can email me at abrafael at gmail.com at A-B-B-R-A-F-A-E-L at gmail.com. So thank you guys so much for listening and thank you, Monica, for being on my podcast. It was so much fun and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.